My name is Kamala Burton. I'm Taylor. I am Jessica. Derek. We're XR Church. Angie Walkness. Clave. Caitlin. Carissa Mars. I'm Clark. I'm Kelly Goff. Andrew Winston. Joe. Shana. Jesus. Alex O'Toole. From Tupelo, Mississippi. From Round Rock, Texas. From Lincoln, Nebraska. From Tulsa, Oklahoma. From Phoenix, Arizona. From Salt Lake City, Utah. Juana, Mexico. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm from Orange County, California. And I am. And I am. And I am. I am. And I am. Yo soy. Leading second. Leading second. I'm leading second. Leading second. Leading second. Leading second. Leading second. Leading Second. What's up, Leading Second? Welcome back to season three of the Leading Second podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart. So excited you're here today that you found this space. Uh, we have created Leading Second as a resource for all of us who lead from the middle. So if you experience the tensions of leaning from the middle or you find yourself Leading, even though you're not in charge, if you serve a vision bigger than yourself, Leading Second is for you. So welcome back to this space today. And today I am joined by some friends and we're going to continue a conversation. I'm so glad you guys are here. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Woo. This is our first like like big panel interview. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have some fun today. Yeah. We're going yes. to unpack some stuff. And my first and permanent guest of the panel Hello. is the the ever-present, my beautiful wife, Lindsay <laughs> ever Stewart. Present. <laughs> Didn't sound like a compliment. Permanent. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, can't get rid of her. You guys are making it awkward right here in the <laughs> intro. No, uh, my wife who puts up with all of the crazy ideas in ministry and yeah. loves me abundantly anyways. I do. But we're having fun. We love doing Leading Second. Like we yes, love, we, uh, we get to talk to leaders every single day Yeah, uh, that are dealing with tensions and navigating stuff. And we just count it the honor of a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. To get to do this. And then my friend, Pastor Josh Bingle. Hello. Spokane, Washington, Genesis Church. When I called Josh a couple of years ago about doing podcast episodes before we ever did it, I told him like, it was my dream like I want to do our version of the view. Yes. Like I just, I just wanted to do like have this like standing panel thing. And your response was as long as I get to be Joy Behar. So you're 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 officially loud our joy and disagreeable. Let's and go. <laughs> I think it makes me whoopee. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know no. if I'm a very good whoopee, mm. but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> so I'm really glad you're here. That yeah, we love you. Here. You add so much value to our world, and um. I love, I love your voice on all this. So thank you for bringing your best. And today we are joined by a member of our Champion Center team here at my home church in uh, the Seattle Tacoma area, Chris Siebold. Hey, hey. What do you do on the team? You do a lot of things. You, so first of all, you're an enigma because you're a musician and you're also a finance guy. Like try that on for size. Yeah. There's the comfort zone and there's the learn skilled and then there's somewhere in between and you just kind of go with it sometimes. So that's kind of where it's at. Tell everybody a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, I am 33. I like long walks on the beach yes. with my wife <laughs> and five children under the age of eight. Oh my God. So the struggle is real, but God help the it is a rewarding struggle. But <laughs> like you mentioned, I, I, I've got that creative side that that's kind of the more comfort zone, but I really like, um, really like details sometimes. And I really like building. And, um, sometimes that, that requires us to shift around a little bit. So kind of just got comfortable shifting around and sometimes that's great. And sometimes that's not great. And, uh, <laughs> you just kind of learn to roll with it. Well, you and Kate are awesome. And you guys come from ministry, have a lot of longevity in ministry, you're relatively new to our team here, but yeah, you guys are well seasoned. So I'm just glad you're here today. And I particularly wanted you here today to talk about what we're going to talk about. I just think you have a lot to 
offer on this. I'm excited. So we're Let's just going to, we're just going to dive right in. It's going to be good. Uh, we are talking this whole year on the podcast of leading through the tensions and our, our going premise, our idea is that when you lead from the middle, you will experience tension sometimes on all sides. I mean, we lead on all sides. We lead up, we lead down, we lead laterally when we lead from the middle, but that also means that's the possibility for tensions. And today, um, just to get the series for this year started, I just wanted to go for the jugular, like right off the bat and talk about the tension of authority versus submission. So the tension of taking authority, walking in authority that we have as leaders, our pastors need us to lead. They need us to be great leaders. And at the same time, like no separation in the same moment, the tension of submission, mm being able to yield and lay it down. We're just making the case this month. It's a both and mm-hmm. that this is not a, am I a leader or am I a follower? I think we even said it at the first episode of this month. Like you don't want an organization where everyone's just a leader. Mm-hmm. That's an organization of turf wars, yep. yeah. you know, power struggles, uh, you know, titles, positional leadership. Like you don't want that climate where everyone is just a leader worried about who's in charge. You also don't want a team where everyone's just a follower. Mm, That means your pastor has to make every decision when no one's empowered, when no one takes authority, when no one leads. So we truly believe that the, the beauty of the song happens right smack in the middle of those two things. So um, if you haven't listened to it yet, check out our first episode for the month. We have a lot of things in there to talk about. You can wrestle through with your team today for this conversation. I want to go straight for the jugular, like maybe one of the things I'm most passionate about talking about right now. And that is authority and submission and looking at it through a biblical lens, a biblical lens. So one of the tensions or sub tensions we're going to experience as leaders in the middle is thinking about authority and submission through a biblical lens versus a cultural, Mm. secular lens. Mm. So let me just kind of like serve this up for us today. Right now, our culture, in my opinion, our prevailing culture is getting the conversation on both authority and submission, like drastically wrong. Mm. We, what we hear on the news, what we hear in pop culture. And what I see as we get out and we work with churches, what I see creeping its way into teams into young leaders is this secular way of viewing authority and submission rather than a biblical Mm, mm. way. And I think we need to stand up for it. Like, I think we need to draw a line and say, this is what the Bible says about all this. We, in our culture right now, our culture is talking about authority as something to stand up to, something to resist, something to get woke to, something to overthrow. I mean, as we're recording this right now, our nation is in the middle of an impeachment trial, you know, trying to remove a president. That is not a political statement. That is because the, it could very well be happening if you switch the parties. Like we're just mm-hmm. in a polarized time right now where we are viewing authority as something to stand up to. And even if the president were to change the conversation, in my opinion, would still be the same. That's just the culture we're living in today. And then submission is viewed as weakness. And submission is viewed as conformity. And um, this is just where the kingdom of God is upside down. Like the kingdom of God is, 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 I guess we would say right side up on this, that um, 
we're going to have to be uncommon. We're going to have to be willing to be different than the world, you know, and be different than prevailing culture when it comes to authority and submissions. So I want to serve that up. I want to hear what you guys have to think about that, because I think we need to help some leaders stand up for this. Like this is what, this is the kind of people we are as leading second leaders. Like we honor authority. Like we're proud to do that. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? I mean, I think you'll, you'll never walk in an authority you're not submitted to. Um, that's, I mean, we see that in scripture. We see Jesus who <clears throat> simultaneously will say, all authority in heaven has been given to me. And then that same guy will say, I only do what I've seen the father do. I only say what I've seen the mm -hmm. father say. Mm -hmm. We see, Paul tells us that, that if there was anybody who would consider equality with God, something to be attained, it would be Jesus. Mm. But he, he submitted himself, humbled himself to the point of yep. a servant, even to the point of death on a cross. Yep. And because right. of that, God exalted him and gave him a name that's above every other name. Wow. So that's why I love that we're, that we're playing around in this tension because it's not like some seasons I'm submitted and some I'm in authority. The kingdom is just always that. Like Jesus was at all times, that's the Trinity. They're all equal yet in submission to the Father. It's this like this kingdom paradigm that's so completely other um, that it requires faith and the illumination of the Holy Spirit, I think really uh, as you're arguing to come alive to. I love that. I think <clears throat> well, you're, one of the things you're kind of unlocking already is like this, that, that tension between recognizing what, what role am I in? What hat am I mm. wearing right now? And it's not that, it's not that I'm submitted in this moment um, and I'm not submitted in this moment. Yeah. It's this intersection of both at the same time. And I, I, it reminds me of the concept of grace and truth. I come from mm. a very truth background <laughs> and some come from a high grace background. It's, it's when you have the, the one without the other yeah. that you end up unhealthy. But when you put them together, you end up with something that's uniquely different. Right. And right. Th this concept wow. of submission and leading through submission is that it's uniquely different when you combine them and have them at the same time. Right. And that's a, that is a difficult tension to even just explain practically. Like, what does it look like to lead on behalf of my leader, but fully be submitted to my leader, but mm -hmm. um, you know, step into what he's asking me to do that. That's tricky. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard mm -hmm. to just explain that. Mm -hmm. So I think as young leaders or, you know, leaders that are kind of walking through this, I think sometimes we can disguise our lack of submission. Mm. You know, we, we paint it as other things. I heard you talk about this one time, Chris, just we, we, we paint it as like God's calling me. Yeah. You know, and we use the, <laughs> the God trump card. So when holy. Quite frankly, you're just not submitted. Yeah. I mean, you end up in this position where at the end of the day, you're offended or something's being asked of you that you don't like or that's uncomfortable. And really what God is trying to do more often than not in those moments is address and build some character inside right. of us. Right. And submission is what unlocks God ultimately doing what he wants to do yeah, inside of us. And so when we, when we kind of abort that process and go follow God's leading somewhere else, <laughs> um, that's, that, that, that's just completely missing what God's trying to do in, in our life. And unfortunately I feel like my generation uh, millennial and younger, maybe other generations, but it's ironic to me that the same generation that really is rejecting authority in a lot of ways is the same generation that is glamorizing mentorship. 
Like I have yeah. never, the mm. term mentor is so, uh, it's so cliche yes. nowadays. It's so overused. And I just think that that's ironic. And the only way that you can want and say that we're a fatherless generation and we need mentors and we need fathers in our lives. But at the same time, as a generation, we continually reject wow. that leadership wow. is, is, uh, it's, it's just ironic and it's, it's, it's glamorizing. That's the way that we ultimately mm-hmm. get there. And we say, Hey, I want a mentor. But the moment that that mentor touches on something that's uncomfortable, yeah. we go find another mentor. Right. It's the same thing with our pastor. It's the same thing with our church. And so that mm-hmm. submission is ultimately what unlocks God doing what he wants mm-hmm. to do in our life. You know, let's talk about this aspect for a second. What marks millennials as a generation is it's the generation that essentially grew up with the internet. What marks, if you want to call it Gen Z, what's next is essentially the generation that grew up with social media. So those are the two kind of major markers of those generations. So what we're seeing right now is, let's just take church attendance for a second, because the Bible says planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Part of that, I believe, is that when you're planted, you have to put down roots and you have to stay there even when, you know, the gardener's pruning you. Yep. And even mm. even when, you know, things are getting cut back in your life. And and so that that where the flourishing comes is from the planting. The problem is in the rise of online services and online campuses, which in our culture have a place. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they really do have a place. But right. the problem with our generation is that we're not sometimes being truly committed to an mm-hmm. online expression, we're more curating our spirituality. You know, I'm going to listen to this pastor here and this podcast here and this online service here, but we're really not submitted. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm all for, you know, exploring new ways of church and online. And I, I think it's great. But to me, the great thing we're missing in that is the lack of just submission to leaders and yeah. people in your that life. Can't be, that can be the main thing. Like you, like I'm thankful that I can watch church all around the country and all Mm -hmm. my friends and all the churches that I, I mean, you know, that's a great age to be in, but that doesn't mean that I'm not submitted somewhere. You know, like you can't really have that without being submitted. Yeah. Like what leaders calling the shots in your life? Yeah. Right. You know, what leader. Who's calling you on the carpet on stuff? Who who, Who have you put in place in your life that can point out things that need to be called on the carpet? (laughs) So. I also think adding on to our conversation today, I I was so excited to bring this up because to me, this is a huge life principle, like for, for all of us, but really for leaders in the middle. And that is the concept of functional authority. Like we need to talk about this for a second. The definition of functional authority is authority delegated to an individual for a specific task. Mm-hmm. A picture of functional authority would be like a flight attendant on an airplane. Ultimately, the pilot's in charge. The pilot is the one that's responsible for the plane, that flies the plane, that lands the plane. But they have delegated the authority and the responsibility for safety of the aircraft to the flight attendants. Now, when you're on a plane, you have to listen to and obey the flight attendants. Like, this is not an option. You might be smarter than the flight attendant in your mind. You know, you might be make more money and the flight attendant, you may have even built the plane <laughs> and know more about aviation right. yeah. than the flight attendant. You don't get to not listen to the flight attendant. They're actually backed by the government to enforce laws and safety protocol. And so I think we get into um, 
issues when we say like, I honor my leader, I submit to my leader, but like, I don't really like this other person on staff that that your pastor Mm. has delegated authority to. (laughs) To me, can we be real? Like that's really where some of the head bumps come in on teams is, okay, I'm great with my pastor, but this other person drives me absolutely insane. That's called functional authority. And I think one of the real, you know, ways that your, your heart is exposed is, is how you view not just your pastors and respond to your pastors, but also to the authority Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they've delegated. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge um, red flag to me when uh, sitting in the lead pastor chair, when people are heart and soul, we're all in yet the person that, that we have placed structurally and authoritatively in there, I'll follow you, but not them is that's, I mean, why? Like you're, you're trying to gain brownie points with me by Mm -hmm. saying that I'm here and I can do all this. What I need you to do is not just obey and not just execute, but be submitted to like that leadership and authority. And there's a big difference between obedience and like being submitted. You can obey without being submitted. That's like Jonah obeyed but he was not submitted to like the will of God in that scenario. He, mm. he did what God told him to do. And then God did what he said he was going to do. And then Jonah gets all mad and throws himself a, throws himself a pity party for like how he was obedient and like sits under the gourd, you know, and God <laughs> kills it. And so like, he's, I think sometimes people think that I'm submitted because I'm, I'm doing what they're asking me to do, but you can obey through gritted teeth. Right and grudgingly yeah. obey and right. you're still out of alignment and you're still toxic on that team. Mm. So it's not even just, well, I'm, I am submitted to the authority because I'm doing what my job requirements are asking of me. You can obey without being submitted. And that's just a, that's a cancer mm-hmm. in yeah. your heart. That submission goes far, far deeper than that's a heart issue, not just a job description. Yeah. Our pastor, uh, pastor Kevin puts it this way. In the lead pastor chair, if you pass me this, whatever it is, this great piece of content, this this concept, this idea, this project that you want to run with, my job is to take that and turn all the way around mm. and pass that with the same heart that you passed it to me. Great. And that's where the test really is. Yes. And sometimes it's easier to take it from this chair going directly from the lead pastor. But the further down the line you go, the harder it is to kind of receive that message. So there's kind of a test in two ways. I think of it, if I'm in this chair, my submission is maybe I love your idea, pastor. Maybe I hate your idea, pastor, (laughs) but, but I'm going to take it and I'm going to trust you as my leader. I'm going to turn and I'm going to pass that. I'm not going to say, all right, guys, this is what pastor wants to do. Hey guys, this is, this is, uh, you know, I don't know, but you know, we're just going to, we're just going to do it. We're just going to follow it. That's not right. That is not actually, it's doing what you just said. It's, being obedient with gritted teeth, but it's not necessarily being in submission and certainly not alignment with my pastor. And so turn around, pass that off. But if I'm in this next chair over here and I'm hearing this now secondhand or third hand from the pastor, that's a little bit harder now sometimes because, okay, are you really representing what the pastor wants? Are you really doing what our leader wants us to do? And, and that takes, that takes a trust sometimes. And, and it's the same concept. uh, I I think about God is going to, God is going to judge my leader, whether it's my senior pastor or the second chair Mm -hmm. leader that I'm ultimately reporting to by the way that they lead 
but he's going to judge me by the way that I follow. Right. Mm-hmm. And That's so, so when I follow yeah. begrudgingly or I follow with gritted teeth and my heart's not really in it, wow. like that God's not honoring that and God's yeah. not blessing that. And, and so I, I just think about that's great. that that's happened so often in our mm-hmm. society today too. And in church, I totally agree with you, Chris, just on this idea that God will judge our leaders for the direction of our churches. Ultimately, we need to be able to rest in that, that that's not, if I'm on the team, like I serve a pastor, that is not what I'm standing before God and answering for is the direction of our church. The decisions made by pastor is going to have to answer for those. Quite frankly, why the Bible says, don't all of you desire to be leaders. You bring upon yourself to strict your judgment. So like mm-hmm. he or she will answer for that. I answer, we answer for how we honor them, how we align, you know, how we, how we submit. I think we just need to rest in that and be okay with like, what is heaven asking us mm. to do in this moment? And Lindsay, I love when you and I have talked about this in the past, just this idea that one of the reasons we don't submit sometimes is we don't understand our leaders. Like we don't sure. know the pressure. Well, we don't know the facing. pressure or maybe we haven't been given all of the facts, quote unquote, or I think a lot of times it can be easy to go like, well, I don't understand what's going on or I don't, I don't know where he's coming from or I don't understand why this is happening. And we could even like assume like um, maybe the, you know, if I was the pastor, then I wouldn't have to submit, you know, to anybody and I could just do what I want to do. Or if I was the leader, but I I feel like we have to remember, like our pastors are submitted to God first and foremost, like if they're pastoring, (laughs) they should be submitted to God. And that's, that's their lifeline. But no matter where you are in the organization, you are going to be submitted to someone. Um, So submission isn't a fact of like, it's not a positional thing. Yeah. Like I'm going to eventually get to the point where I don't have to right. submit or I'm always going to know everything. Like you're always going to be submitted to someone. So mm-hmm. no matter where you are in the organization, you have to get the submission, right? Mm-hmm. Your heart has to be right. Whether you're a pastor, whether you're, you know, 5,000 rungs down, you know, <laughs> like you still, you have to get submission, right? Well, yeah. I think leaders listening today, you can't think to yourself one day I won't have to submit. Right. Oh. Actually, our lead pastors it's are probably more, more restricted. Heavy, yeah. Like they probably, okay. So. Cause our yeah. boss is perfect. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> right. Cause you answer to someone, you answer to someone that kind of so, knows everything too. <laughs> Pastor Josh, yeah. you can decide at a moment's notice if you want to leave the office and go get a coffee and go home for the day. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can, that mm-hmm. is totally, you probably have a bit more freedom in that moment, but over the course of a year, you have to pay for staff, pay salaries. You have a mortgage to pay. You know, you wake up thinking about things. Well, you're a finance guy. I guess you might wake up thinking about that <laughs> stuff. Uh, we do not. Well, but, I mean, but I we, mean you we wake do. up, you wake up every morning knowing that like you have the weight of the souls of your congregation that you're leading mm-hmm. and you're submitting what you're doing yeah. to God. I so mean, that's, yeah. it, it might be more, you know, freedoms in some of these little ways that I think middle leaders see, but quite frankly, you don't graduate out of submission. Probably, you know, the, the way down is up, you know, that, yeah. that, that you, you want to talk about more submission. It probably comes from leading at the top just because of the, the weight you carry. And I think we just have to remember that yeah. and, and, and have a little, have a little compassion and yeah. empathy you know, for our leaders and what they're yeah. carrying. And in a certain sense, for me, the the weight of that is a gift. Sure. Because sure. it, it, I know that I cannot carry that. I'm yes. very aware. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, it 
almost forces you to your knees in submission. Mm-hmm. Like our church is singing this song right now and it, and it just, the, the worship leader like just um, encourages everyone like fall on your knees and worship him. And I feel weird singing songs to sing that lyric and not do it. And so for like the last three weeks, we've been singing that. And so I'll just hit my knees. And I, the minute I hit my knees, it's just that posture. I lose it. And it's not like a, these worshipful, like drop the hammer. It's kind of like a banger, but like in that, I just lose it because I'm so yeah. grateful for mm. the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that comes through that submission. And and yeah. we have examples of people who sat in the lead chair for all of 2000 years of Christianity that were not submitted right? Mm. and mm. what happened to their life, their family, their yep. ministries. Mm. And so it's not just, it's easy. Oh, it's easy for you to say that pastor. Cause you get to make the rules. No, I still have to submit my preferences at the right. altar of purpose. Like here's the yeah. purpose of our church. And I would prefer to do it this way, yep. but I can't cause my boss said no when I hit my knees and, and it's actually better for all of us that I'm, that, that your lead pastor has submitted that way. I want to ask you this question. So yeah. I, I just think of in a second chair, third chair, fourth chair position, when you get submission right, it's actually a pretty sweet deal. Like, mm. what do you think about the protection that I have because I'm in the second chair and not the first chair? Like, all I have to do mm-hmm. is submit to my senior leader. Mm. Whereas when you're in the first chair, I think you've just kind of touched on it in a couple of mm. ways, but there's so much more yeah. at stake. There's so much more that you're carrying. There's so much more on your radar, so to speak, that that when I'm in the second chair and I just submit and I just follow after, even if I don't make, it doesn't make sense to me, even if I don't like it. Yeah. That is such a sweet spot and a safe yeah. place to be. And I think we're, my, my position is always just my second chair. People tend to want to jump into that first position thinking I don't have to submit or mm-hmm. I can go come and go as I please. But I mean, what do you think about that as being a, a, uh, uh, the senior pastor? And I think of when I was in elementary school, I hated going to school, but that's all I had to do. Now I've, now I'm in charge of the family and I'm, I'm, I'm raising these kids and I'm responsible yeah. for their souls. Right. And like when they talk back to my mom, they, my, my, my wife, their mom, my wife, <laughs> oh. their mom, is that a failure on me as yeah. now the lead? Yeah. Like there's so much more go- that I have to process now. Do you feel that way as a senior pastor? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, I hadn't really thought of it in that way, but as you're saying that it's also, it's, that's so true. And it's firing something in me that maybe people in the second chair think that when we're talking about submission, it's because people are on a power trip or an ego trip. Mm. So I, I need you to submit because I'm insecure and I got an ego. What I am thinking of is I am looking for people who can submit and execute without all the information because mm. let's just say mm. our ministry goes down in flames and the newspaper articles are not going to say your name. Right. Like they, that's, that's the weight that we are, are carrying too of if something were to go awry because I had a second chair leader go wonky. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to, I don't get to sit here and defend and go, well, it's because this, da, 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 da. no, that's, that's, my it's family's you. name that's mm-hmm. attached to that. My kid's yes. legacy in a certain sense that's attached to that. And so waking up and I, that, that's a weight that you do carry is I have information from all of these different scenarios that that person doesn't. And uh, um, I forget who said it, but they called it the gift of anonymity. 
like everybody wants to be known and seen and in charge, but there's, there's like a blessing in, in getting to be submitted and covered in that. Um, that's a great thought. I hadn't thought of that. I don't really, that's a response. I don't really know how to respond, but I'm, I'm going to keep processing that. That's really good. You caught <laughs> me off guard. It is really good. Wow. It is really that's good. It's kind of hard to do, catch you off guard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen you. Had me reeling. What, what, what about, so Lindsay, one of the things I love about what you said, you're talking about, you're talking about wanting to know all the facts and wanting to know all the facts. That is so true. A lot of times that prevents people from submitting because I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand. I would do it this way. But I don't think submission can actually be tested until you come up against 100%. one of those moments. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't really even feel like it is submission. It's a, it's agreement, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'm here because exactly right. I love you and I'm, we're hanging out and yeah, you're cool. And yeah, we'll go wherever you say until it's like, no, actually we're going to go this way. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, but I thought we were going this way. And I think that's when your submission is tested. And I, I think this point is really valid because we have to take sometimes from our leaders things. And on the inside, we're like, I just don't understand this. I don't right. know why. And then, you know, adding insult to injury, so to speak, you know, we have to turn and lead that very thing with others, with a great heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, with a great spirit, we don't have room for, yeah. for daylight between us and our pastors. We have to go and move that thing forward all the while navigating that real side of us. I mean, that mm -hmm. that's a big deal for leaders to get right. And it is that's not fake, by the way, it is submission. Mm -hmm. it, it is honor. Like that is the battleground of honor right there. I think even in church and in the second chair, we're not immune to the grass is greener mindset oh, in yeah. ministry. Mm. And that grass is greener mindset usually comes when you see the chinks in your leader's armor yeah. or the church's yeah. armor or a decision that was made that you disagreed with. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like the antidote to that is just submission through it. Now I'm not talking about just blatant right. illegal things or <laughs> right. immoral things. Right. Yeah, that's I'm talking about decisions. I'm talking about yeah. things that, uh, you know, even potentially right. some theology things that come up and like, Oh, well, I think the church should be this, or yeah. I think it should be that. Uh, it, I think about David and Saul, and he saw the chinks mm. in his king's armor, but that was God's anointed man. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and David, he, he had every reason otherwise to go the other way. He had every reason to start building his own kingdom. Mm -hmm. But that's the difference between David and Absalom. Absalom started trying to build right. his kingdom yes. before right. his time came. Yeah. And so when we, when we rest in that submission of, I see the chinks in my leader's armor, Wow. Uh, I feel this grass is greener mindset starting to creep up, but you know what? I'm going to stay mm. planted. I'm mm. going to stay faithful. I'm going to submit to this process and submit to my leader. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he said, I will not touch God's anointed. Right. Yeah. And, and actually put to death the man who put Saul to death. That was how far he took it, which is just really interesting. Going back to where we started today, talking about culture is that in David's day, it would have been culturally acceptable for him to take Saul's life. This mm -hmm. was the Old Testament. This is not the nice the Jesus the turn the other yeah. cheek, you know, culture. This is Old Testament. Like you, a, a spear gets thrown at you, you throw the spear back. That's the Old Testament. And eye for an eye. 
So he actually could have. And in our culture right now, I just see a lot of young leaders buying into this idea that culture is saying it so I can do it. Right. I think we need to be of David's yes. line. Good. That's really and good. ultimately Jesus, that, that I will not touch the Lord's anointed. Yeah. And here's the question it comes down to, and let's land the plane on this. The, the question it comes down to at the end of the day is, do you trust God? Right. I love that. Mm. Do you trust God? Because if you trust God, you can submit to and honor even an imperfect leader. If you trust God, that, that God is truly your defender, that you don't mm. have to take matters into your own hands. I mean, yeah. look at David. The Bible said of David, this is amazing. The Bible said of David, he fulfilled the purpose of God for his generation. He did everything he was supposed to, wow. and he lost a bunch of years running in the wilderness simply out of honor mm -hmm. and submission. And I just find it brilliant that he still crossed the finish line. Mm -hmm. He he led a united kingdom. He did everything he was supposed mm -hmm. to do. And of course, you know, was a you know, ancestry to Jesus himself. And, and I don't know, I'm just amazed at the idea that God fights our battles. And yes. so I think we just have to ask ourselves and maybe leaders watching this today, you just got to ask yourself, do I trust God? Because if you trust that God is truly your defender and your provider, you can make it through the situation. You can yield. David actually said, as surely as I've honored my leader, may God honor me. Maybe that can be our prayer. And I'll close with this thought. The summer, Lindsay and I got to go to Israel for the first time. Amazing, amazing experience. And one day our tour led us to En Gedi, which would be one of those areas where David would have been on the run and he would have hid. And if you go into En Gedi, it's kind of this canyon you hike into maybe a mile or two, and it's just surrounded by caves. I mean, one of those caves or maybe some of those he would have, they would have been in you know, like one of those caves where he would have like taken the corner off Saul's garment or so just being in there, you're, you're, you're just kind of getting the sense for like, this is where he was mm. when that happened. Here's the thing about Engedi. Engedi, first of all, is in the middle of a desert. Like it was so hot that day. We had like heat rash. Yeah, I did. I honestly did. <laughs> like it was miserable. <laughs> it was We're sweaty. Like, like it just, it was so hot, so hot, so <laughs> uncomfortable. But yet Engedi, is this incredible oasis in the middle of the desert. Wow. It's a beautiful waterfall, waterfall and it's lush, it's green. It's truly an oasis in the desert. And the thought as I was hiking up and just kind of having a moment with God on the way up, the thought that came to me was God provided for David, even in his honor. He, he gave him this oasis to rest in. Mm. He gave him this oasis to refresh himself. I mean, the water was beautiful. It was cold. It was you know, it, it was everything you would need. Mm. And I was just thinking in those moments, like I can trust God's going to refresh me. God's yes. going to be my strength. God's going to lead me through this, that, that you can find your own in Getty, right. you know, even right. in the middle of my honor mm. and my submission. So thank you guys for an incredible conversation today. We have a lot more to talk about mm. on this subject yeah. because we, we need to get this right as leaders. And I believe we can. So leading second, we love you for everyone who is leading and, maybe even an imperfect situation today. Uh, I just want to say we're so proud of you and thank you for bringing your best every single day for your pastor fighting to get this right. This is the tension we will truly have to manage, but I believe God's on our side and God can help us. So we love you. It would be our honor to keep having conversations with you every single week. If you haven't yet, why don't you hit the subscribe button, make plans to, uh, 
bring this into your team, into your world, make it a regular part of your week. Also, last week and this week's episode are accompanied with some discussion questions that you can take to your team and actually have this conversation with your team. So why don't you head to leaningsecond.com to our digital magazine, check that out. We would love to um, encourage your team in their own conversations and wrestle on this subject. Uh, Until next time, we got some great conversations lined up this month on the tension of authority versus submission. Until next time, Leading Second, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. For more information, go to leadingsecond.com where you can find our digital magazine. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leading Second to keep up with our community of uncommon church builders.